just in general. It's a good yeah. word. Automatopoeia. Or plosive? Both. Both. Yeah. They're both good. Pia, pee on ya. Do you want to pee? You want to pee on me? I am not R. Kelly. No, I don't. It was just. Oh, there's so many places I can take that comment. <laughs> Wait, so you don't want to pee on people or you don't want to assault minors? I don't, want, your... I don't, want, I don't want to do either of those okay, things. Okay, all right. Well, Actually, that's, that's fair. As a matter of fact, I'm good with <laughs> neither. Are you caught up on Sunny podcast? I am almost I have there not, now. I have not listened to the one today. I have. I am, I think, I have two more after the one I'm on. So okay. I've got a couple left, but I just listened to um, the one where Caitlin... Calls in. Oh, the call. And they were so good. <laughs> they were talking about <laughs> one of the like when they were secret. She and Rob were secretly dating, and he peed on her because he was so drunk. When they were like, he got hammered. They went to sleep and woke up, and he had peed on her. And one, I think it was Charlie that said something. And she's like, "You think that's the first time somebody's peed on me? Yeah, right." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Caitlin Olson. She's a goddamn treasure in she every way. Is a I goddamn love treasure. that lady. A treasure, a yeah. golden bird-like so treasure. So in uh, this isn't this isn't a spoiler, but in the future they're going to do an episode where oh I listen to that one drink yeah, yeah when they okay. the gang browns out the gang browns out <laughs> and she jumps on the mic for like twenty minutes yeah. straight. Been there, yeah. Been there, yeah. Been there. Mm-hmm. It was it was funny though. I love that. I love listening to them. It just makes me laugh. I do too. They're such a delightful group of people to just listen. I was. Talk. I took myself like to us. sushi mm-hmm. and was listening to that as I was eating because I was by myself. And I. It's the one. Then they. The first time they took calls. Oh, yeah. And one of them, just something that Charlie said made me laugh literally out loud, like a maniac to myself <laughs> as I'm eating sushi. sushi. And I'm like. Cry laughing, <laughs> sitting at the end of the sushi bar like a psycho, a crazy like a person. I love that. But it was something. It was he? They had asked the nurse that called in, like, what was the weirdest thing they'd ever found in somebody's right. butt? Oh right. God! And oh God, just go listen to that. Too many it was things. So funny. the guy, the nurse said, he's like, actually, that's not a very common thing that happens when I'm working. Good. I was like, oh well. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Yay for you. Yeah. Also, welcome to Ghost and Hose. <laughs> welcome to Ghost and Hose. Ghost and Hose. Paranormal podcast where we talk about all things spooky. Yeah. Witchcraft. Yep. Motherfucking aliens. Yeah. Motherfucking murder most motherfucking foul. Yeah. Did I say cryptids? Nope. Not this no, time. Cryptids. No, not, yeah. Cryptids. Yeah. Sometimes. Haunted places. Yeah. yeah. And every now and then the occasional deck. Uh, you don't want to go down that road. Back. No. Back. You don't want to go down that road. No. Dick sour. <laughs> Dick sour. Dick sour. That can't be good. you try to sour deck. Sour. Ooh, no. <laughs> the soil of a man's dick is stonier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Do you remember the, the lick-a-made sticks with the powder oh, and yeah. the stick? yeah. I loved that stick. Fun what, dip. What was Fun that? Dip. Fun dip. Yes. Fun dip. Yes. What? Sugar. It literally it sugar. pressed sugar. Yep. But it was it had almost a vanilla y taste. Probably vanilla. Yeah, probably vanilla extract. The and sugar. stick was the best part. Yeah. That's how you could make a sour dick. Just put some of the the fun dip. That's how you the... get that's how you get an infection. Yeah, I feel like there's an infection there somewhere. There's gonna be some fun dip. Why would you put a sour dick in your 
vagina. I'm talking about your mouth. I know. I'm yeah, talking about put, the dick when itself. You put, like, Oh. Saliva you sugar down a pee when you sound a dick uh, with sugar. You're saliva. gonna get you're gonna get an infection, your yeah. urethra. Yeah, yeah, there's that's a UTI way to get it. Your happen. ureter. Yeah. We'll get you all wanna, mad. You want to put sugar saliva down a pee hole. It's also how you get uh. ants. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want ants? Because that's how you, how, you ants. Ants. <laughs> how you get ants. How you get ants. Fair enough. Hey. Uh, RIP Jessica Walter. Oh, I miss her. I do too. Yeah. R.I.P. Archer, because that show used to be good. I stopped watching it a very long time ago. You, after season five, there's no reason to. Yeah, I feel like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm cold, and today my tummy feels weird. What do you mean weird? Squiffy. Squiffy? Yeah, just not okay, so right. Here's the thing. When she says, what do you mean weird? And you respond with a word that has no meaning. <laughs> that does know. nothing See? to explain what she it's means. Not like, she's it's, not nauseous. No, it's, it's just, just not like, right. Yeah, okay. it just doesn't feel good. Like, you know, on a normal day, you don't pay attention to it. But I just notice it today. Or I'm like, mm. Squiffy. Yeah, squiffy. Like, it's, squiffy. it's just not quite right. Okay. Okay. It's not okay. like it's sour. I'm not sour. sick sick. It's not, exactly. sour. it's not sour. But it just, I'm like, mm, uncomfy. It's squiffy. Squiffy. Okay. Yeah. Um, do we have backhoes? Yes. Yeah, I believe we have. I want to say you told me something we were going to do today. I don't I know did. if you actually told me, though, because I don't remember. That's hilarious, and I love that for me. Okay. Because <laughs> I did. Um, but first, first things first, uh, the Emmett Till anti-lynching bill officially yes, passed. Yes, it did. Fuck yes. Which is... Lynching is now officially a hate crime. It's bonkers that it took this long. Uh, is it? Is that something that even should be... It's officially... like. Yes. I know. I know. I know. It is 20 motherfucking 22 and now it's official? That's officially a fucking problem? Wow. Right. So there you go. Yeah. Any, anywho. The one person in the room, not super shocked. Sure, sure, sure. But also, yeah, I'm like, no. To be clear. It tracks. It's not. I'm, I'm, it tracks. To be clear. It's garbage. You can still get tried for murder prior to oh, this. Oh, yeah. That oh, was never yeah. in question. No, no, no. Right, 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 right. Actually, I don't know the differences between being guilty of murder and being guilty of hate murder. I think Is what it does. Sentence? I think it, what it does. It it adds another sentencing, something that can uh, be sentenced. another another charge. So it's like a hate crime and a murder are both. They're they're not. It's not the same. Crime. So right. So it sometimes like it's, murder. It's, it's like, not just murder. It's usually there's other things added yeah. to it to ensure that the maximum time possible is. So I think what that now does is it makes it a. Um, I don't know what the right verbiage is, but it's it's an offense that can give you time as opposed to just being yeah. awful, horrible. It's something that can add time. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just had an example. And right, lost it right, right, my right. my brain stopped working. Yeah. My brain isn't braining. It's Monday. It is. My brain said... Mm, it is. Mm-mm. So, well, that's, that's great. <coughs> yes. Which that's it great. should have been done. A real long time ago, but I guess at least it's official it's, now. Sure, yes. Better, very late than never. I suppose. I guess. I guess. Um, also, we got a message from Kristen. Yes. Um, hang on, I have to find it. I like messages. I've read all of these messages, and they've all been delightful. Uh, like this messages. one, I don't know if you have, because it was on Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I gotta find it in my special folder. 
Ooh, special <clears throat> folders. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for me to find things. Which if I had just been chilling in my regular photo album, probably wouldn't have found it so All fast. Right. Uh, but yes, Kristen sent this. And it is, you're the one who first responded to it. And then I saw it. So apparently, um, this is, an, the posts are anti-masturbation oh, reasons. Yeah. And <clears throat> one of them... So it's like, masturbation robs God's blessings, robs your best offspring. Masturbation <laughs> interrupts God's communication, and the best one... Oh, wait. Uh, I will come back to the best one, because these actually, they get progressively more unhinged. Uh-huh. Uh, masturbation may bring curses. Ooh. When a Christian masturbates, you may bring curses into your life. Oh, wow. Mm. Masturbation may lead you to hell. Uh, masturbation may destroy your thinking. And the best one. Uh, you may have many mermaid children. So it says... Ma'am. Um, mermaids in the undersea world are real. When you masturbate, demons may steal your reproductive fluids to go and mix them with those of Satan. The product will be Please mermaids. Do. Masturbating Christians may unknowingly have mermaid offspring in the undersea world. God, I hope I do. That's... <laughs> That is wonderful. What? I don't know. This is something that she found yeah. that she shared with us. And I'm like, God, I hope yeah. I have mermaid the, children. The post itself was somebody sharing this weird okay. screen. And the person that posted it said reason number 100,000 blah, whatever, why I'm stoked to be an atheist. Uh, oh, one, I get it. to masturbate freely as the primate I am without wondering if it's moral or just. Two, I potentially get mermaid children. <laughs> right? So, yes. And then Kristen sent that to us. She's like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, it is. And hilarious. Maybe that's where the Lake Baikal humanoids came from. Oh, the rivers of hell and our mermaid children. And the giant scary lake. I have many. Mermaid Don't children? Don't we all? I hope so. Fuck, I hope so. I mean, Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that one might be more so geared towards men. Yeah. Because they can't steal our reproductive... Nothing... Flu- nothing that would nothing make a mermaid baby, right. unfortunately. Comes out. I, unfortunately, have fathered no mermaid children. Damn. For I have the wrong fluids. Give it time. Give it time. time. You never know. Hey. It, it's our essence. You know what's in the ocean. It's our essence. That's true. It's not my business. No. It's, our it's not my business. Right? No. I had no. to say that again today. Somebody sent me a TikTok where it was um, just this, it was a video with a voiceover, this kids talking about how they found coffins in the woods. And I was like, the woods are none of my business. <laughs> like, what happens in there? I'm nope. I don't need to know about it. Have you ever seen that picture of, it's like a shrub in the Australian outback and it says there's a thousand things in this picture that will kill you? <laughs> yeah, you can take a picture of the ocean yeah. and triple that number right. without question. When I was... The ocean alone can yeah, kill you. Yeah, the ocean alone will Just kill you. The water the itself can get you, but what's below it? When I was going to Florida, we were flying over water. What part? Uh, what, well, I don't remember. I was asleep and woke up and looked to see water. I think it was... You must actually, have been, like, finishing, like the descent. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I was just looking down, I'm like, 
what's in you? <laughs> just like, because I had literally just woken up and I, the first thing I see, I'm like, what's down there? What are your secrets? Right. And I was like, I don't want to know. Don't answer me, please. Because I don't like it. It's really fascinating. It is fascinating and, and also scary. terrifying. It's scary. It's but... equally fascinating and terrifying. There's a, there's a new... But I think space freaks me out more than the ocean. I They both scare me. Uh, space douche. doesn't freak me out at all. I am fascinated by space. I didn't say I wasn't fascinated. Like, it's not... Like, uh, here's the thing. The thing about space is that the second you're in, you're out there, if, you do, if you're not in a ship, you're dead. You know, the ocean, you can go into the ocean and be out there for a while and not die. But the second you leave this atmosphere, if you're not strapped into a suit, no, you're I dead. It. So past that point... Why, why be scared? But if you go underwater, you also have to have a special suit. You and can or, hold your breath for 45 like, seconds. Well, I mean, like, space, deep no, I, well, into well, water. Yeah. Like, but, like, the second you're out in space, there's no air and it's cold. You freeze to death and suffocate yeah. immediately. Well, because you're technically in a ship, though, in space and on the water. It's just scarier in space because you can't walk outside. No, you're done. But Once you're out there, it's over. It's the end. Yeah. Case closed. I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> yes. I know what happens out there. <laughs> I seen it. I done seen it. it. I love space, though. I want to see what the fuck a black hole looks like. No. I don't think that's... Uh, I don't need to know. I do. I don't... There was a video oh, if I could recently... Or I think it was they played the sound of a black hole for the first time. Ooh. Like they recorded oh, it for yeah, the first time. Yeah. And I was like, I don't need to hear it. Did I listen? Yes. Yeah. Did I disassociate and immediately forget what it sounded like? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, sure I, I imagine it sounding like demons chanting. Um, uh, I think it was just a weird Chanting, tone. no. It's just a very, it's very uncomfortable. Where I'm like. Let's see if I can find it. Mm-hmm. What no. else we got? No. Um. Oh, so Courtney Cox apparently sold her last house because it was haunted. Interessante. Yeah, so this is an article from Cinema Blend. Did you find the sound? I found the sound. It's uh, the sound of two black holes colliding. Oh, that also (laughs) makes me uncomfy. Can't be or real. shit. That's effects. Oh, that's music. I'm like, that is 100% a water phone. Which is in every scary movie ever. And I want one. No, hang on. This is the sound. I was like... That sound is what my tummy feels like. Demons chanting. My tummy sounds... I, and feel, I my tummy feels like the sound it. of two black holes colliding. <laughs> I don't want it. Today. I don't want black that. Hole, Won't you come? Yep. I love that song. Uh, but yes, yeah, so this is a Cinema Blend article, Rachel Romine. Um, so apparently, this was an interview from Jimmy Kimmel Live. Courtney Cox revealed that she had actually sold her former home in Los Angeles after hearing that it was haunted by decidedly unfriendly ghosts. Oh, no. Rachel, no. Fuck whoever wrote that. Rachel, that was uh, unforgivable. She said that? The girl writing the article? Yeah. Unfriendly Her name is Rachel? Rachel. Fuck you, Rachel. Unfriendly. 
unforgivable. Wow. Um, she's so far, I don't know what you guys wrote today. She's in the fuck you club. <laughs> uh, then she said, want to hear something even weirder? It's partially thanks to legendary musician Carol King. Oh. Courtney Cox explained, so Carol King came over to my house and she said there had been a divorce that was really ugly and there was a ghost in the house. And I was like, yeah, whatever. But other people who had stayed there with me, friends of mine, said they had an encounter with a woman who was sitting on the edge of the bed. Oh. This is... Just goes on, just like pretty spooky. Courtney Cox was not convinced by Carol King's warnings. Um, she did allow the iconic musician to conduct a seance in the home, which is not a sentence I thought I would ever write. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, which King had reportedly lived in before her, so apparently she had okay. Carol King lived in the house at one point. Um, even the candlelit image of Carol King communing with spirits wasn't enough to strike fear in Courtney Cox's heart. No, it would take a UPS driver to do that. She said, I was at the house one day not being a believer, and the doorbell rang. It was a UPS guy or something, so I opened the door, and he said, Do you know this house is haunted? I go, Yeah, why? Why do you think that? And he goes, Because there's someone standing behind you. And I was like, Let's sell! (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. And so Courtney Cox went on to claim that she was never able to sleep there again, especially by herself, and she started to see things. I love the idea that that UPS dude said that to fuck with Courtney Cox <laughs> and she sold her house based on a joke. Mm, unless he saw someone standing behind her. He did, but that's also a really funny, like, this is Courtney Cox's house, I'm going to fuck with her a little bit. Okay. Could be. Could be. But either way, I was like, that's, I like that. She's like, I don't believe in ghosts. UPS guy's like, yeah, there's a ghost right, right behind you. She's like, you know what? Jesus, take the wheel. Let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. I could have made a hundred friends jokes right there, but I didn't because <laughs> Rachel really she just took ruined it. it. She, she, ruined she screwed it. the pooch on that. She ruined it. Wow. Um, and then there's there's one more. No one told us it was going to be this way. <laughs> oh, you, you, you bastard. <laughs> I hate um, that show. I love it. Uh, but there is there is one more. There is, I was going to save it, and then I said, no, I don't want to. So, this is from a listener, a non. Um, Un escuch. Yeah. Uh, so, well, interesting shit today. While cleaning my house and listening to old Ghost and Hoes show, my fave way to do housework. Aww. Yes, this yes, one. Yes, I yes, this love one. that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I finally uncovered the origin of Fuck You, Bob. And wouldn't you know it, I'm from Pittsburgh. <laughs> I don't personally know Bob, but I know of him. Anyway, wouldn't you fucking know it, Bob lives maybe, maybe 45 minutes away from Ted. Oh. Yeah. So they're fuck you buddies. Yeah, they are fuck oh. you buddies. neighbors, rather. Fuck you neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interessante. She, and then she said, so the Fuck You Club is strong in Pittsburgh, unfortunately. Just so weird. Oh, that's funny. And then there is more information, but I'll just show you later. What, yes. Uh, what was her name again? I'm not saying it. What? I, okay, so code name. Uh, Ball Tickler. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what, are we, what are we going with here? Uh, well, she's from Pittsburgh. Codename Pitts. Codename Pitts. All right, Pitts. I was going to say codename Yins, because no, that's how Pitts. she signed off. Have a good day, Yins, which uh, is my favorite. So, Codename Yins. Codename Pitts. Uh, <laughs> send us more examples of fuck you people 
Because if Pittsburgh's just going to be the fuck you capital of the U.S., then <laughs> right. we, can, we can just include Pittsburgh into the fuck you club. That's Shit. fair. Um, That's fair. I had something to bring up, and Do I don't know. One. So this was brought up to me the other day. I was doing a client's hair, and she said, did you hear this? I don't know if it's true, but you might know. And then I had to look into it, and number one, everyone might already know this. I didn't. But did you guys know that... Sylvia Brown supposedly predicted COVID in 2008. Who? Psychic Sylvia Brown. She used to be on the Montel Williams show all the time. Yeah. And my great aunt had all of her books. Right. Definitely so, finish, but I have a lot okay, no, to it's say fine. about this. It's fine. <laughs> so now in 2008, she, she's, she'd written many books. This uh-huh. one was called End of Days. And anyway, in her book, the quote, it says... Where are you? Here we go. No, it's not. Hold on. Let me find it. Why Why all of a sudden it's like I had it. See, and this then is why I have folders. Ready. This is right. why I oh. have folders. So she wrote that in around 2020, a severe pneumonia-like illness will spread throughout the globe, attacking the lungs and the bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatments. Now, she also went on to say... The disease will suddenly vanish, then come back in 10 years, and then disappear for good. Now, this was also on the tail end of SARS and when SARS, the big SARS epidemic that had happened. She wrote that in her book in 2008, saying, in around 2020. Now, could be coincidence. Could have been a shot in the dark. But either way. If I may. Yes, Mm. of course. Uh, pathologists, immunologists, epidemiologists, and virologists have been predicting a massive flu outbreak every single year mm-hmm. since the Spanish flu. And also, well, yes, it, is, it has they... been something that but... the scientific community has been waiting for yeah. for fucking. Oh no, ever. no, no! And I... didn't they also start the vaccine for SARS in for like two thousand seven? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So, well, no, I think even before that. Yeah, I think the it was M- like early 90s. Yeah, the mRNA mm. was being developed for SARS. Yeah. Um, or late 90s, rather. And, uh, but yeah, who knows? I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Now, do I think she predicted? I'm not saying she did. I just right. find it interesting that she pegged the year. Could have been a shot in the dark. Sure. But who knows? Yeah. I think, it, well, what's funny, what's interesting, there's a uh, documentary on Netflix called. Um, Fuck, it came out right when COVID broke. Sounds great. Thank you. <laughs> it's called Outbreak, I think. Or something. It's about the flu. And right before the pandemic broke out, there was this whole documentary made about uh, a basically one-stop forever flu vaccine. Mm-hmm. And they were having trouble getting it off the ground because it required seven shots. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to figure out how to get it down to one. I didn't finish it, and I'm mad that I didn't. Mm-hmm. But, Interesting. Uh yeah, that's it. The year is definitely interesting. Right. It, it, but past that, it's kind of like, Wait, all right. Was exactly. It, exactly. Was it pandemic? How to prevent oh, it is an outbreak? Pandemic. Yes, it is called pandemic. I looked it up for you. Thank you. You're welcome. It's like, uh, it can't be outbreak. That's a Dustin Hoffman movie. Yeah. yeah. That's not great. But yeah, no, and, and yeah. you're right. And that's the thing. It's like, we've been overdue for an actual pandemic. Yeah. Like, one. Way worse than this. So we've been overdue. It happened. Great. Hopefully that we won't have another global pandemic for another hundred fucking years. Oh, we're gonna. That's the hope. 
The flu is next. Well, the flu's always here. No, no, no. Like, uh, so the flu is really dangerous because of how quickly it mutates and how vaccine resistant it can be, uh, which is why the bird flu keeps coming back. And the bird flu is what was the Spanish flu. But, it was H1N1. Yeah. Yeah. So they have, like, that's that's been, that's been, like, uh, epidemiologist's worst fear is like when it, it's it, for them, it's not a matter of if it's like that's going to come back and be really goddamn bad. Yeah. Well, so matter of time, matter of time. We're all going to die in 10 years. It's fine. No. Who goes first? I don't get, or no, we I don't, we get yeah, influenza I though. Huh? You have a thing. Sorry. I do have a thing. I wanted to quickly sing, dismount that and change subjects. <laughs> dismount. <laughs> Ta-da! Just a little Nadia Comaneci over there. Oh, I know what this yeah. is now. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. And this is... You're going to hate this. Nobody, <laughs> nobody... It's, it's just me to blame because I had seen it. And then I was at the store. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, you're going to hate the shit out of this. But I read reviews, uh-huh. and they're actually okay. of the flavors that were released. Mm. Not the, They weren't the worst ones. They weren't the worst ones. It's a ringing endorsement for this product. But they were actually, one of them was like one of the top three. Okay. And the other one was just like probably number four or five out of, I think, ten. Uh, but I need... I need some spoons. Uh, should I? Can I get the spoons before you do the reveal? Yeah. Okay. Spoons. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no! Is it? Is it cold? Yes. Is it? Okay. Yes. It requires spoons. It does require spoons. And I'm gonna hate it. I don't think it's going to be as bad as any of the jelly beans or the candy corn. Or the fish chips. I didn't hate those. Those weren't that bad. I know you don't. It just tasted like fish sauce. I can't do fish-flavored anything. I can't even do the shrimp ramen. Oh, that's one now, of the best ones. Now, fish sauce in my Vietnamese food and my wings, I love. I can do fish sauce wings, but I can't do that... F- Fish flavored stuff. See, okay. I've tasted dirty buttholes, so this stuff doesn't really bother me. I mean, me that's wow. all. And I say it every time, but every single person in this room has had far worse things in their mouth. Correct. That's true. And I have. But I have a spit cup, so this is. This Which is. is good. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Like butthole after an eight hour shift of Fred Meyer. Wow. That's, that's, an, that's specific an, enough that's, to make me oh, say that's. Absolutely true. That uh, that wasn't that's that's a statement that you just admitted that that was an admission. I'm a gay man. I understand that. Here's the thing: if you look up any stories of promiscuous gay men, that is like fucking kindergarten Dr. Seuss book level story. Just eating sweaty butthole. Sweaty butthole is like like bottom of the barrel dirty. Butthole's always sweaty. We're sitting on it. We're sitting on our butts. Yeah, but when you're working for eight hours. You should especially at least, you should at least wipe her up, powder or something. I don't know. I just really the rest of the experience was fine. Oh, I'm, good. I'm glad. I was gonna give you a choice, but I'm not. I decided which one is first. Okay. Uh, uh, no, I'm gonna make you 
guess what it is. I know what it is. Well, clearly, it's ice cream. It yes? is ice cream. Okay. I like that the lid says, dear mouth, enjoy, sincerely, lid. <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to smell it. Is it soupy? No. Okay, good. It's been frozen. It's been that was in my head too. Okay. Um, well, I'll just no, no, no. I'm just gonna trade spoons. Oh. Just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna spoon it up and oh then God. pass it along. Oh no! And then uh, here, then I'll just give you this spoon too. Yeah. You can be the spoon keeper. I am the spooner. Mm. Oh, that's not bad at all. I am the keeper of spoons. That's actually good. Uh oh, we had a we had a yeah. Had a... This one was like number two, I think. That's good on the list of flavors. This tastes like caramel ice cream. Oh, yeah. That's good. What is it? Yeah. It just tastes like caramel ice cream. Pizza flavored. What? Pizza. That's pizza flavored. That straight up just tastes like salted caramel ice cream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. There's nothing pizza-y about There's it. There's nothing pizza-y the, about that. Um, I think the because there's little like dough chunks in there. I think oh, they're okay. supposed to be like pizza dough. Sure. Um... I was fully ready for you to spit that out. No, that's good. Yeah, like I'd finish that. By all means. Oh, no! <laughs> this one. This one. No, though. I'm good, hon. This one does not have a lovely phrase. It does not tell you to enjoy yourself. Okay. It just tells you, hey, this is happening now. It's, okay. all, it's all crapping. This. Your cup ready. Oh, Give no. me... Okay. Spoon. Spoon man. All right, here we go. Would you have guessed pizza? No, not even remotely. It just tasted like salted caramel, which I love. It tastes like dirty butthole. It smells exactly like what it is, too. That also tastes fine. I don't think I like the way it smells, though. It it, it tastes totally fine. Tastes fine. It's just ice cream. I don't say it's like birthday cake ice cream. Yeah. Not bad. Right? Mm-hmm. It's Kraft macaroni and cheese. Oh, that's weird. Right? It doesn't taste like it, though. It kind no, of tastes not like... No, You could get a hit of the Kraft cheese, but... Yeah, the... the afterwards, but not... The aftertaste. There's a little... Cheesy. Cheese powdery, yeah. but who doesn't love that? Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this was a Is way that less it? dramatic affair than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. That it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Yay me. Because I was like, mm. the mac and cheese one gave me a slight concern. I'm like, look, as long as this it's could not be... fish flavored anything, I'm good. This could well, be. Why don't you give me the lids? I'll cap them and then John and I will eat them later. Okay. That's a, yeah, the that's other lid you. is in here. Nope, I don't know why I tried to put that on one that already had a lid on it. Good job, me. I'm tired. Maybe that. And I don't want that. No, so you can throw it away. Oh, thank you. I don't want to leave it in here. Thank you. Yes. But yeah, that was that. I was like, huh, this sounds fun. But yeah, the mac and cheese one didn't really taste too much like anything. No, I thought both of those were going to be horrendously gross. Yeah, same. They both oh, just taste like ice cream. Interessante. Oh, yeah, oh, shit. Where right. did you get these? The Walmart. Walmart. Yeah. The Walmart. Why does it the Walmart both shock me and not shock me that they have mac and cheese and pizza ice cream at Walmart? They're it's like a the company itself. All their ice cream is like French ice cream. Yeah, it's kind of and, crystally. Yeah, and then mm. um, they sell it 
other places, but there are some flavors that are exclusive to Walmart. To Walmart. <laughs> and I think those are two of them. Um, but there was also, apparently there's one, it's Royal Cake, which is supposed to be flavored ooh. like the cake from uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's wedding. And apparently it is bad. Okay. Oh, it is not good. Weird. And then there's a Planet Earth flavored ice cream, which is like blue blue spirulina and matcha. Which Ooh, I would oh, love that. I don't that like great. I don't like oh, matcha. I would love that. I do, yeah. I don't know what but they said it had, is, said it had like a, a blue algae. It yeah. makes it blue. Oh, okay. It doesn't yeah. have a flavor. Said it had okay. a weird like, they're like, eh. Yeah, it doesn't not have the best. a flavor. And then there's like a bourbon cherries one that mm. clearly is going to be good. Oh, fucking matcha ice cream is the best. I know. I, I, don't like, I don't like matcha. I don't know what it is. I don't like matcha and I don't like shrimp flavored shit. So there we go. I just don't enjoy it. Quick shout out. Uh, this is not uh, an ad, but there's an ice cream shop in Seattle that actually started selling their ice creams by the pint down here mm. called Molly Moons. Mm, mm-hmm. Get it. Ooh. It is so good. I just recently got a pint from Salt and Straw, which is a... It is, yeah. But it, it was uh, cornflakes and marionberry jam. Oh, fuck off. That sounds wow. delicious. I bet it was pretty fucking good. It is. I'm like, well, I can't not yeah. have Damn. that. So that was a day I had ice cream for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're a goddamn adult. You can do exactly. whatever the fuck you want. That was the point. I'm like, well, I... Ordered it online the night before, and then I went and picked it up the next day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, while I'm here, I would like a dish of ice cream, please. Perfect. Yeah. Get after it. I am 30 or 40 years old, and I do what I want. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. And today, I go first. Get before it. Before you do that, yes. I have to step away. Okay. Because I have a sketch that I have to film, and in order to do that, I have to go make gallons of fake blood. Yes, you do. Uh, so, enjoy. Yes. And, uh, so, when we're done, do we need to turn ourselves off? Um, if you wouldn't mind, just hit the stop button, which is next to the green play button. Okay. You'll see it. Green, oh. bu- the green button is lit up green. So okay, got it. Word. The only green one on the board. All right, let's do this. Oh, my mouth kind of tastes like mac and cheese. And uh, on my side, till next time. <laughs> Okay. Yes. <laughs> and fuck you to who? Rachel. Fuck you, Rachel. Perfect. That was the. It was a love it. Terrible thing that you did, madam. <laughs> she deserved that. So, all right. It was well earned. It was a well earned fuck you. <laughs> Do go on, madam. I shall. So, last week. I mentioned that I might have a follow-up or part two to the story of the Radium Girls. And I kind of do, but not today. (laughs) Not today. Not today. No. Uh, Thanks to listener Katie O's message, I was reminded of another story that I've been meaning to cover for a while. And while doing some research, I was like, you know what, this story's a little light. And there are other instances of it happening. Okay. So it's time for another list. Today, I'm going to be telling you all about doppelgangers and the very weird story of Emily Saget. Ooh, do go on. Mm. First off, what exactly is a doppelganger? Spoiler alert, no one really knows. But according to Yield Miriam Webster, a doppelganger is a double, alter ego, or a ghostly counterpart of a living person. Okay. Uh, Wikipedia says a doppelganger, which means literally double walker, which I 
don't like. That just no, that's just a weird. I don't yeah. like. Um, a doppelganger is a biologically unrelated look-alike or a double of a living person. In fiction and mythology, a doppelganger is often portrayed as a ghostly or paranormal phenomenon and usually seen as a harbinger of bad luck. Right. Uh, other traditions and stories equate a doppelganger with an evil twin. In modern times, the term twin stranger is occasionally used. The word doppelganger is often used in a more general and neutral sense and in slang to describe any person who physically resembles another person. I have to put an outro in my mouth. Do you want one? I am fine. Thank okay, you. Okay, good. Because, um, yeah. It's, I, it's not bad. It's just. No, a little weird. Yeah. Um, mine is just like, tastes like I ate. Craft macaroni and cheese this morning. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that's a sure. memory of a thing that didn't exactly happen that way. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. mouth is like, mm. Confused. Um, Much confusion. So, yes. So most of the time people now are like, oh, that's your doppelganger. doppelganger. It was just somebody that's that twin, looks that look like, like you. you yes, which absolutely. is not the actual definition Correct. of it. Correct. There is, I know there are a lot of people that... Um, we're sharing this article a while ago where it was people finding their quote unquote doppelganger uh, that's literally just a complete stranger and they look like mm-hmm. literal twins. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would not technically call them a doppelganger because they are another living human person. Right. And that is the difference. The difference. Especially on this show. Uh, So tons of cultures have their own versions of doppelgangers uh, with varying mythos on what they are and what it means to see your own double. Uh Though no matter what part of the world the lore comes from, it's largely believed that spotting your own double walker is a bad omen. Right. uh, Something that's going to foretell illness, tragedy, or even death. Um, In German lore, it's believed that the doppelganger is attempting to get rid of and replace the original version. Uh, which, hello, Jordan Peele's Us. Right, right, right. Which is basically Uh what that movie is about. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. Also, why? Uh, According to the Paranormal Guide, which is a website, the idea of a spiritual, ghostly, or demonic double of living people have existed for millennia. Much of the time, a doppelganger is viewed as an omen for a tragedy, illness, or death of the person who is copied. These doubles may at times be seen by others as performing a person's actions before the real person makes them, or they may be a shadow performing the same movements, but after they have happened. Mm-hmm. Don't, Don't like love that. that. Um, over on Crystal Links, another website, they shared that the term has, in the vernacular, come to refer to any double or lookalike of a person, uh, most commonly in reference to a so-called evil twin or to bilocation, which I will not get into today. But okay. it is, is basically the same idea, if not exactly astral projection. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. So, so if I if you hear me say bilocation, it's basically astral projection. Got it. Um, where you can project an image of yourself elsewhere. elsewhere. Um. Blah, 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 by location. Where did that go? God bless America. There it is. <laughs> Alternatively, the word is used to describe a phenomenon where you catch your own image out of the corner of your eye. In some traditions, seeing one's own doppelganger is an omen of death. A doppelganger seen by friends or relatives of a person may sometimes bring bad luck or indicate an approaching illness or health problem. Um, the doppelgangers of folklore cast no shadow and have no reflection in a mirror or water. 
Ooh. I hate it. Not great. Uh, no. They are supposed to provide advice to the person they shadow, but this advice can be misleading or malicious. Mm-hmm. They can also, in rare instances, plant ideas in their victim's mind or appear before friends and relatives, causing confusion. In many cases, once someone has viewed his own doppelganger, he is doomed to be haunted by images of his ghostly counterpart. Other folklore says that when a person's doppelganger is seen, the person him or herself will die shortly. It is considered unlucky to try to communicate with such a doppelganger. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> sorry, my throat is full of ice cream. Yeah, slimy. Uh, yep. <clears throat> it's that that weird thick spit. throat. It's like when you're like, why doesn't why does your spit do that? I don't know. Like when you drink juice. Ooh, and then you get I don't. Do, and then you get so, juice, but I know spit. what you mean. Yeah, but it also happens. Like sometimes when Maybe you just it's eat sugar. something. Maybe it's just sugar. sugar. That I think that. I read one time. I may have been stoned when I looked it up because I had spit that was doing that thing. I'm like, how and why? Something about enzymes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. What exactly? Mm-hmm. Can't remember. Yep. Barely remember this morning because <laughs> my brain is bad. But <laughs> I do remember it happening. Sure. And that was the overarching acceptance my oh. brain made. It's like, mm, the Fixed spit it. does the thing because the enzymes. Like, yes. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. We'll take it. Oh, absolutely. That's a good reason. 100. Um, it's also believed in some cases that doppelgangers are malicious entities mimicking a living being for nefarious pur- purchases. Purposes. I like making nefarious purchases. I mean, I personally like making <laughs> nefarious purchases myself as well. Uh, purposes. Nefarious mm. purposes, which is just a big fucking yikes every mm-hmm. which way. Also going to point out that Katie was listening to a recent Patreon episode with the Tooch ah. when she messaged me about this. Uh, and there is a very specific reason she messaged me about this. So I will share a quick version of that story for the non-patrons. Uh, a couple months back, I was going pee with the door open, as I do, because my dog Hawkeye has ah, no yes, chill, and I have not been able to pee with the door closed slash in peace since 2016. <laughs> Forever. 2016. He's like, mm-hmm. it's when I got him and he's like, mother, absolutely not. I must see you at all times. And if I don't and I know you're in my vicinity, I will lose every single one of my shits. <laughs> so I'm just like, you know what? I live, all the shits. Lose them. I live alone. So it's fine. Um, now the bathroom is literally right next to the spare bedroom that leads to the back patio area. It's where the dog door is, where all the dog food, dog water, all of that is. Uh, so I was on the toilet and I saw Trapper in the living room because my bathroom looks directly into the the living room. Uh, and he was just in the living room scratching his ear. Totally normal. No big deal. I got up. Went into the back bedroom, which took less than two seconds, and probably it is literally literally the door next to right the potty there. So I go into the room to see if their water needs to be refilled or anything, and all of a sudden, Trapper comes in through the dog door from outside. Yeah. Now the hallway is narrow, and I would have seen and felt him pass me because also he is a menace and very gangly and. Just an idiot. You're not going to walk down your hallway and not notice. Exactly. See or feel your dog. Take one lit, like one half turn step into another room, and he was in the other part of the house. Correct. There's no way. No, there is no way. So I would have seen it. I would have felt him pass me. 
I would have also seen him go outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't. When I was talking to the Tooch about it while we were recording the Patreon, I also realized that I had seen Trapper scratching his ear, but I hadn't heard him making any noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's wearing his collar at the time, and when he scratches, the tag jingles. Uh, there's also just the sound of him scratching in general, because I can still hear it from the bathroom. Yeah. All sound completely absent. And I know my hearing isn't the greatest, but I can still hear him from the bathroom and the door is open. Yes. Uh, needless to say, whatever that was, it was not my dog. Twas nay. Um, and as an update, it's happened a couple of times since then. Ah. Uh. Yeah. At this point, I just ignore it because I'm not quite sure what the fuck I'm supposed to do about it. Um, but, yeah. Insert. Here's, I have something that is part of your birthday present, but I feel like I may need to give it to you sooner. Okay. Because it pertains exactly to that. Oh, good. I was talking so, to the tooch. There you go. The, today. And I was like, did I, did I forget to tell you that it has happened again a couple times. She's like, no, I don't, I don't like that. I don't, yeah. I'm like, I don't like it's it. It's a specific oil that closes portals. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. So. So. Yes, I, I, sound, I, I was like, oh, it's going to be part of her birthday bundle. No, you need it sooner. It's fine. I do. Hopefully, because <laughs> I, I started to have an idea about, and I will tell you again okay. when we are finished, because yes, yes. it has not a ton to do <laughs> I mean, kind of tangentially. Yes. Related. Tangentially. I like that word. I do too. Uh, but with all of that said, let's dive into some other creepy and inexplicable stories now. Mm. And these ones, the first handful, uh, came from Reddit. Okay. Um, and a couple of them via a Ranker article. And then I just went to Reddit and found some of my own. Okay. Because I'm like, some of these don't have anything to do with what I want. Why is it on this list? Correct. Reddit, God bless you. Grain so, of salt. <laughs> yes. Definitely grain of salt. But these are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Fiction or non. I Either way, choose... it's a great source for that. It's true. I choose to believe they are fiction. 100. I mean, factual. Uh, first one. Late at night, I usually go to the bathroom multiple times, but for the past four days, every time I go to leave, I can see myself still standing in the mirror from the corner of my eye. Uh-uh. Manip noops. It's like Peter Pan's shadow. Yeah, manips. Mm-hmm. Just, they're like, no, thanks. Yeah. Uh, it's like the other me is watching me leave the bathroom. It terrifies me to the point where I almost run out without looking directly at the mirror. I have a thing about looking into mirrors at night. I get it. Yeah. Um, it just terrifies me. I don't like it. Um, I never told my husband about it because I didn't want to acknowledge it out loud. Good idea. Um, earlier today, I took a nap in our bed while he sat in the chair next to it watching TV. When I woke up, he told me that he had seen me sit up and crawl backwards to the edge of the bed and stand up in front of our bedroom door from the corner of his eye. I hate back... No. It's all... And it gets worse, because of course... Uh, He thought it was weird I got up like that because I'm in the last month of my pregnancy and I can't really move so well without it hurting. So he tried talking to me. When I didn't answer, he looked at the door to find me not there and still sleeping in bed. 
I got really creeped out, and I finally told him about what I've been seeing in the bathroom. He thought it was creepy as well, but didn't want to really talk about it anymore because he thinks it will give whatever it is power or energy. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what it wants or why we have both seen it. And that was Reddit user Quiet, Vi- Quiet Voice 4846. Hate it. 100%. Super hate, hate it. No, Soups I, hate. I really hate that. Yeah. But like, yeah, probably best just not to talk about it just in case. Yeah. Like, especially in the house. Yeah. Because that's probably where it is. Yeah. Hate. Yeah. That. Yeah. So hard. Yeah. So, so bad. Next. Uh, when I was nine, I stayed home sick from school. I distinctly remember that I wasn't actually sick simply playing hooky to avoid bullying, kids are cruel, as I did a lot around that age. I awoke from a nap, turned on the TV in our living room, and scrolled through some channels when my mother suddenly leaned over the bar and stared at me without saying anything. I had been awake for a few minutes at this point, so I can't rightly blame sleep paralysis for all this. Now, whatever this thing was, it was entirely identical to my actual mother. It sounds weird to describe, but it's as if the only difference was that this thing pretending to be my mom had never felt a single emotion in its life. That makes me want to barf. Wow. <laughs> Not going to lie. Like, reading that, I'm like, mm, I don't like it. Made my eyes water. Mm. Um, but yeah, because a scene, scene something like that. And you're like, oh, nope. Yeah. And, and that's like elementals. Yeah, can be. It, it, it's, it's how, and and that's how I've described it. Is is it's almost like they are completely devoid of emotion because they yeah, don't they don't they don't have have that. them. Not human. So it's like things. an elemental in a human body. You're like, oh, I don't so that's love an, this. Interesting. Yeah. Um, my neck hurts. Why? Uh, pretending my mom never felt a single emotion in its life. It was unsettling. I'll fucking say. Oh, I bet. Uh, it beckoned me. No. And I attempted to talk to her as I would my mother. She kept beckoning, refused to answer, and that's when I sensed something was horribly wrong. Naturally, I started screaming at this thing to answer me. It just kept beckoning. I bolted, running out of the room and into the yard yelling for help. My mother, the real one... Uh, had been working in the yard and came rushing over. I told her what I'd just seen, and she soothed me with easy explanations that it must have been a fever dream, but thankfully stayed by my side the rest of the afternoon as I was a nervous wreck. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't either. And uh, this is, I am I think this is the username because it's spelled with numbers and letters. Uh, but I, it's Reddit user, I'm reading it as Gay Fietti. That's amazing. Which is even more hilarious when I say it out loud. Gay Fieri. Yeah, I like that a lot. Way to go, that guy. Uh, As a kid, I lived in a very haunted house. I was in the basement starting a load of laundry. Uh, There was a laundry chute from the bathroom to the laundry area in the basement. As I'm putting clothes in the washer, I hear my sister talking to me from behind. I answer her and turn around and see her standing in front of me. I then hear her yell from the bathroom, What did you say? Whatever was standing in front of me was obviously not my sister. I ran up the stairs and my real sister was on the toilet. I still to this day have nightmares about this house. That was from user altruistic flight 226. 
No, that Mm-mm. made me hit itch. Like, Mm-mm. I don't... I don't want that. You know, in every story I've ever heard of that type of situation, they don't make any sound. Yeah. None. Which is the worst. Mm-hmm. I feel, I actually don't know that I would rather hear it say something. Mm-hmm. or Because then what if it opens its mouth and it's just that noise right. that I hate. Right, right. I right. can't tell which one is worse. I hate them both. Fair. I hate them both. Same. Hard same. Hate it either way. Hate them both. Because I don't want you to jibber. Jabber. But I don't want you to be quiet. I just don't want you. I just don't want you. (laughs) I don't want you. I don't want you. That's the end. Fair. Uh, I never really knew what I had experienced until reading this thread. I had an experience about 11 years ago, I think of often. A guy I was dating and living with at the time had left uh, to go with to go out with some friends. A few minutes had passed, and I was smoking a cigarette looking out the window. I saw him walk back inside, same clothes he'd just left in, like he'd forgotten something. Uh, waited a few minutes, and I never heard him come up the stairs. I called him on his phone and asked what he'd forgot and why he didn't come back up to tell me goodbye again. He was confused and told me he was already across town with friends and had never left. Yeah. I was sick with a fever that night, so have always decided that it was a fever hallucination. Uh-huh. Fast forward a few months, he ends up passing away from suicide. Oof. The night I saw his doppelganger was at his house, where he would die months later, and he would then be buried in the same hoodie and jeans I saw the doppelganger in as well. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And that was Reddit user Sunshine Steph 0806 Wow. That's odd. Yeah. Yeah. Odd, odd. Very odd. And this one is a very short one okay. from Reddit user FurXZ100. FurXZ100. Yes. yes. My grandfather says he saw a copy of himself twice. This happened three days before he died suddenly. Harbingers. Mm-hmm. And the, those were all the ones I had from Reddit. I mean, I could have done a million, but I mm-hmm. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are also quite a few notable historical figures that allegedly encountered doppelgangers. So, let's get into it. First up, Empress of Russia, Catherine the Great. Mm. Uh, she was woken up one night by her servants, who claimed to have just seen her sitting in her throne room, despite knowing she was asleep in bed. They were mm-hmm. frantic. They're mm-hmm. like, what in the fuck? Right, because you don't Kate. just get up out of bed without... Anyone knowing. They're like, um, your majesty, please <laughs> get out of bed. Yeah. Kate, can I call you Kate? I'm going to call you Kate right now. <laughs> because what the fuck? So she gets out of bed um, and she went with them to the other room to check it out and saw herself sitting on the throne. Oof. She told her servants to shoot it, which we all know is not... <laughs> gonna do anything I love that. shoot it <laughs> fire and they're like uh, we don't have guns we are your servants but obviously right. shooting a ghost mm-hmm. did not mm-hmm. do anything uh, and a week later Catherine suffered a stroke and died oh coincidence maybe maybe not but maybe not Next up is 16th century metaphysical poet John Donne, D-O-N-N-E. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Don, John Donne. Which is great. Right. He was English. <coughs> John Donne. John Donne. While visiting Paris, Don claimed to have seen his wife holding a baby twice. 
she was home and indeed pregnant, so she was not with him. She okay. was yeah, she was in, home back in the UK. Uh, very pregnant at the time of the sighting. Sadly, the baby carried by the apparition of his wife was not alive. Ooh. Around the same time he saw this, his wife was delivering their stillborn daughter. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, the story was recounted in a publication from 1675 and read, Two days after their arrival there, Mr. Don was left alone in the room or in that room in which Sir Robert and he and some other friends had dinner together. To this place, Sir Robert returned within half an hour, and as he left, so he found Mr. Don alone, but in such ecstasy and so altered as to his looks, as amazed Sir Robert to behold him insomuch that he earnestly desired Mr. Don to declare befallen him in the short time of his absence. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. language is terrible, but he comes back, finds his friend in the room, just... Right. Fucked up. And he's like, uh, hey, friend, what has happened to you? And why are you looking? Why are you sad, friend? For why do you look like your face? What is happening here? And so then he said, or before he says, it continues, uh, to which Mr. Don was not able to make a present answer. So he didn't answer right. Right. Uh, but after a long and perplexing pause, did at last say, I have seen a dreadful vision since I saw you. I have seen my dear wife pass twice by me through this room, with her hair hanging about her shoulders and a dead child in her arms. Oof. This I have seen since I saw you. Uh, to which Sir Robert replied, Sure, sir, you have slept since I saw you. And this is the result of some melancholy dream which I desire you to forget, for you are now awake. To which Mr. Don's reply was, I cannot be sure that I now live, than that I have not slept since I saw you, and am assured that at her second appearing she stopped, looked me in the face, and vanished. Oof. Hate it. Yikes. Yeah. Made my head itch a little bit. Um, another English poet that allegedly witnessed his own double? Yes. Mr. Mary Shelley. Oh, okay. So, Percy Shelley, following his death in July of 1822, his wife Mary wrote a letter to her friend Maria Gisborne, detailing the events leading up to Percy's death. Uh, she wrote that shortly before he died, he'd confessed to her that he'd seen his doppelganger multiple times. Mm. I believe some of them were in a dream, but mm -hmm. some of them were not. Um, during one encounter, Percy claimed that he came face to face with his double when he walked out onto a terrace. The doppelganger turned to him and asked him, how long do you mean to be content? Oh, this one spoke. Mm-hmm. Interesting hate it. Uh, Jane Williams, a close friend of Percy's, claimed to have seen him walk past her window and towards a dead-end road. Mm -hmm. Like, he walked back and forth a few times and walked towards the road, but he never walked back. Uh, it wasn't uncommon for Jane to see Percy walk past her window since he walked by the house frequently because I think they lived really close to each other. Mm -hmm. However, he was not home when she saw him walk by her window that day. Mm. Uh, Mary Shelley would also write in her letter to Maria that um, about a week after suffering a miscarriage that nearly killed her, uh, she had three. Okay. Three out of four. Mm. Really bad. This one 
Yeah. Almost took her out. Right. Uh, Percy had a nightmare that their house collapsed in a flood. Oh. Uh, and in perhaps his final encounter with his doppelganger, Percy claimed to have seen a version of himself standing on the beach, pointing out towards the water. His cause of death? Drowning. Drowning. Oh, boy. Was in a storm while on a ship. Mm-hmm. Not great. Yeah, his body was not found for, I believe, 10 days, maybe? They're fucking lucky it was found at all. Uh, yep. Uh, two years before his death, Percy Shelley wrote Prometheus Unbound, which contains the following passage. Air Babylon was dust. The Magus Zoroaster, my dead child, met his own image walking in the garden. That apparition, soul of men, he saw. For know that there are two worlds of life and death. One, that which thou beholdest, but the other is underneath the grave, where do inhibit, uh, or do inhabit, the shadows of all forms that think and live, till death unite them and they part no more. Goo. Um, on the evening, uh, this is the next one, on the evening of June 22nd, 1893, Clementina Heathcote, great fucking name, great name. Uh, was throwing a party in her London home when her husband, Vice Admiral Sir George Tryon, appeared in the room. He stared straight ahead, walked through the guests, never uttering a word before he just took off. Took off. However... Sir Tryon was currently aboard the HMS Victoria near Tripoli, Lebanon. At roughly the same time he was spotted at the party in London, his ship collided with the HMS Camperdown, killing 358 people, including him. him. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yikes. Wow. Yeah. Like, she was already like, well, that's not fucking right. Because he's not here. He's in fucking... On a boat in the middle of the ocean. Right. And the accident was very weird because the ships collided. But somebody, I think it was the HMS um, Victoria Mm -hmm. that had been instructed to turn and go towards the other ship or Mm -hmm. something like that. And they're like, why? Why were they told to do that random yeah and collided and almost 400 people died uh next up yes the last of the tudors and anne boleyn's daughter queen elizabeth the first according to the queen herself she walked into her chambers and saw herself laying in bed Mm -hmm. uh however this ghoulish version was described as corpse-like Pallid, shivering, and wan. On March 24th, 1693, just a few days after the sighting, the queen died. Mm -hmm. And yet another of one of Danielle's favorite historical figures makes this list. Abraham motherfucking Lincoln. Abraham. (laughs) I was yesterday years old when I learned that our 16th president was allegedly into spiritualism and the paranormal. Which may also explain why you love him so much. Absolutely. Did you know that? No, ma'am. Uh, okay, good. No. I, I said I was yesterday years old, which means Sunday, which was when I was writing yes. this. Um, yeah. It also explains why he was a vampire hunter. Truly. I mean. I mean, clearly. Yeah. Um, 
Apparently, he and his wife both were Mm. into spiritualism, Mm -hmm. um, though Mary seemed to be a little bit more into it, especially after losing some of their children. Um, She was actually known to invite mediums to the White House for seances. And Abraham Lincoln did sit in on a few of them. Okay. Uh, He largely found them to be hucksters, Mm -hmm. according to the article, which is great. But, you know, he went along with it. Yeah. Um, But then. But but then. But then. But then. Pre-doppelganger sighting, Lincoln had a very creepy dream where he was walking through the White House trying to locate the source of the crying he was hearing. I don't love that. He eventually found a room and came upon a dead body shrouded and lying in state. Uh, Uh, A soldier was standing near the body, so Lincoln asked him who was under the sheet, and the soldier informed him that it was the president and that he had been assassinated. Oh. And he, he, I'm sure, told his wife, but never found out that it was him. Obviously. Uh, According to Noah Brooks, one of Lincoln's associates, the president relayed to him the following story on November 9th, 1864. Mm. It was just after my election in 1860 when the news had been coming in thick and fast all day. And there had been a great hurrah, boys, so that I was well tired out and went home to rest, throwing myself down on a lounge in my chamber. Opposite where I lay was a bureau with swinging glass upon it. And then Noah says, and here he got up and placed furniture to illustrate the position. And looking in that glass, I saw myself reflected nearly at full length, but my face, I noticed, had two separate and distinct images. The tip of the nose of one being about three inches from the tip of the other. I was a little bothered, perhaps startled, and got up and looked in the glass, but the illusion vanished. On lying down again, I saw it a second time, plainer, if possible, than before. And then I noticed that one of the faces was a little paler, say five shades, than the other. I got up, and the thing melted away, and I went off, and in the excitement of the hour forgot all about it. Nearly, but not quite. For the thing would once in a while come up, and give me a little pang as if something uncomfortable had happened. When I went home again that night, I told my wife about it. And a few days afterward, I made the experiment again when, and then Noah said he laughed saying this, sure enough, the thing came back again. But I never succeeded in bringing the ghost back after that, though I once tried very industriously to show it to my wife, who was somewhat worried about it. She thought it was a sign that I was to be elected to a second term of office and that the paleness of one of the faces was an omen that I should not see life through the last term. Five months later, Lincoln was assassinated just three months into his second presidential term. Yeah. Yikes. Big fucking yikes. Like, holy shit, Mary Todd Lincoln. Mary Todd. She knew. Yeah. She knew. Mary Todd. She she fucking knew. Mm. And lastly, the story of 32-year-old French school teacher Emily Saget. Uh, in 1845, Emily was working at the mm. Pensionat von Neuwilk mm. Girls' School sure. near Volmar, which is present-day Latvia. 
Emily was pretty, she was smart, and she was well-liked by the students and staff alike. But this was the 19th school she had worked at in the past 16 years. That's a lot of schools. That's a lot of fucking schools. There didn't seem to be anything troubling about her or the way she interacted with her students, but soon enough, the reason she was constantly on the move became evident. She had a doppelganger. One of the first instances reported took place while Emily was in the middle of teaching class. Her students witnessed a second Emily appear right beside their teacher, mimicking her movements at the chalkboard. Only this Emily didn't have any chalk in her hands. On, On another occasion, the doppelganger appeared next to Emily in the dining hall, mimicking her while she ate. Uh, After the incident in the dining hall, sightings of the doppelganger increased. Mm -hmm. Students would see the double in class, sitting at a desk, staring straight ahead. Another time, Emily was helping a student get dressed for a party. And when the young girl looked down, she saw Emily and the double fixing the hem of her dress and promptly fainted. Huh. Yeah. Perhaps the most well-documented incident of Emily's doppelganger took place in the summer of 1846. All 42 students were in sewing class under the supervision of the sewing teacher. Uh, She had to step away to speak with someone. I think it was the headmistress. Mm -hmm. And Emily came into the classroom to presumably keep watch over the girls while she was gone. However, she just sat quietly at the desk, staring out into the students. One of the girls looked outside and noticed Emily, the real one, was still in the garden working and picking flowers. Oh, boy. (laughs) The girls became frightened, but a couple of them plucked up enough courage to approach the woman in the chair. They attempted to touch her, but claimed that they felt an odd resistance, uh, like putting your hands through a bunch of cobwebs when they tried. Mm -hmm. Then they said uh, that they could see their hands go through her and that she slowly vanished from sight. I, wow. Hate it. Not long after this particular incident, parents started threatening to pull their daughters from the school. And even though she was an amazing teacher, Emily was let go. Oh, that's why she was yep. so boy. Yep. Emily herself had never seen her double. Um, Interesting. Yeah. She'd never seen it, but she was well, well aware that it existed. And when asked about it, um, Emily had no idea why it had followed her or why it even existed in the first place following the incident in the garden emily shared that she'd had a sudden urge to go into the classroom but had decided to stay in the garden instead Mm -hmm. Uh, witnesses claimed that anytime the double was president president present uh, and this is a quote the color would drain from her face and overcome with fatigue her movements would become listless so whenever the doppelganger was near emily would get which pale and to weird. me, this sounds like a classic astral projection. Mm, I don't know. Um, but yeah, as soon as it disappeared, she would mm-hmm. return to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing is known about what became of Emily Saget after she left the school, but Dark History's Ben Cutmore claims that there is, quote-unquote, no solid documentation, despite finding a Saget family near Dijon around the time Emily would have been born, to prove that she ever existed at all. Right. So, but there is, the story was written about, allegedly told to 
the author by students okay. of the school. Um, so what, what exactly are doppelgangers? Are they harbingers of doom? Entities hell-bent on destroying us and taking over our lives? Because please have it. Uh, maybe a glitch in the Matrix? Something else? I am not quite, quite sure of myself. Maybe all of them. Maybe a combination of them. Something yet unknown, maybe. Mm-hmm. None of them? Mm-hmm. I don't know. One thing I do know for sure. Keep an eye out for yourself. <laughs> and always count the shadows. Good. Yeah. And that is fucking doppelgangers and Emily Sachet. Wow. Good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sources were vice.com, Natasha Warnichik, Reddit, bustle.com, Nina Khan, Ranker, Nathan Gibson, Wikipedia, uh, liveabout.com, Stephen Wagner, Crystal Links, Ellie Crystal, mamamia.com.au, Jessica Stavely, miriamwebster.com, the Paranormal Guide, Ashley Hall, uh, timesofindia.indiatimes.com, Diksha Kalkanda, uh, The Confessionals Podcast, and Dark Histories Podcast, episode Emily Saget, The Woman Who Wasn't There, by Ben Cutmore. Wow. Yeah. Like, there's so very much information about, like, the idea of mm-hmm. doppelgangers, mm-hmm. and I did not. I would have been here Rabbit for hole. days. Yeah. Exactly. Because, yeah, yeah. like I said, different cultures have, they all have them, but mm-hmm. they all have different stories mm-hmm. about them. Uh, like in ancient Egypt, mm-hmm. there was the Ka, which was why they mummified people. Because they believed every person had two versions. Mm-hmm. And this is a very rudimentary explanation. Um, but... Your spirit world version and then your earthbound version. Right. And if your body is gone, then your soul has nowhere to go. So that's why they mummified Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that soul could still be tethered and not just wander for eternity. And that was the soul version was the Ka, which is like a doppelganger. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. I actually remember learning that in, I think, elementary school. Yeah. It, it, very interesting. And mm-hmm. I, like with hers, Emily, it, that is like, that sounds so astral projection. The instance I could see it potentially being astral projection was when she was in the garden and said she felt like she was going to go inside, but then didn't. Right. Um, but the other ones though. It's weird. Yeah. It's real weird. And she never saw it, yeah. which was weird, but she knew about it because yeah. people are like, hey, there's two How of you. the fuck are you here, but also here? Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought Lincoln's was real, especially creepy. Abraham. I was just talking about him. When aren't you? Tush. Tush. I mean. That's interesting, though. Right? And so, yeah. And then, you know, people seeing... In the in the mirror. Yeah, I don't like that. And, and it's it's those types of stories. It's always kind of the same where it doesn't speak and it does. It's like devoid of mm-hmm. any sort of like it's not going to smile at you. It's not going to. I hope not. It's not because if it does, I don't want right? it. Right? Like I don't want any of it. I don't want any of it. But yeah. Also, especially that. not that. No fucking thank you. But yeah, hard to. I don't. 
I don't rightly have Mm-mm. much of I don't know, but I think they're all situationally dependent. Like, I would say so. I, w- I mean, I would agree with that. Yeah, like yeah. mine yeah. is not because he is a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know why he'd I... a weird spirit goblin dog <laughs> would be like, I'm going to take over his life. I mean, it's really good. No, I'm right? you, but you don't have to be weird about it. Just be like, <laughs> I'm another dog now, but really I am a goblin from another dimension. That was another one. Are they interdimensional beings? Maybe. Maybe. Or is it another dimension? Don't know. Possibly. A time slip could be. Could be. Depends on the situation. And it could be all of it. I, it could be all of it. Could be none of it. Yep. I have no idea. I just know that I really don't like that there's one in my house. Yeah. No Whatever thanks. it is. No thanks. Don't. Don't. Don't care. that. Don't care for it. Well, I've got a story. Oh, good. Yeah. So, New Orleans. Yes. Also, I think I might want that Altoid now, please. Oh, hold, please. <laughs> Okay, New Orleans is such a special and magical city. We talk about it all the time. Yep. Uh, It is my favorite city in the United States. And we have mentioned many times before that she has her own soul. She has her own heartbeat. She's just, that city is alive. Mm -hmm. But what New Orleans also has is many a haunted location. Oh, yes. And I have covered a few. Yes. But today, we're going to talk about the little gem at 716 Dauphine Street. Mm-hmm. The Gardette La Peretre Mansion. That's really hard to say. <laughs> A.K.A. the Sultan's Palace. Oh, yeah. So... According to a 1979 story in the Times-Picayune before the current house at 716 Dauphine Street was built, the site was home to a small brick-and-wood dwelling that dated to 1780 and was owned by a free woman of color named uh, Victory Durlet. She sold it in 1811 to a Francois Darby who reportedly lived there until her death in 1816. Uh, By 1835, the original house had been torn down and work on the current home had begun for a dentist named Joseph Coulon Gardet, who had moved to New Orleans with his family from Philadelphia in 1821 to start what he hoped would be a... Uh, wow. <laughs> Words are really hard. Thriving dental practice. Whoa. So, yep. Gardet hired local architect Frederick Roy to design the home. At the time, the house was painted pink, and it did not have the elaborate iron balconies that most homes in the quarter did, but it was still considered a prominent home in the neighborhood due to its windowed half-basement and elevated first floor. Four years later, in 1839, the home was sold to planter and merchant Jean-Baptiste Lapretre. It's okay. It's L-E... Capital P R E T R E. Pretre? Sure. La Pretre? Yeah, La, La Pretre. For $20,000, $20,049, which is roughly 700000 in today's money. That's a lot of money. Yep. So La Pretre owned the home until 1878, and he was the one that had the cast iron balconies installed that are still there today. He did that around 1850. So Jean-Baptiste was a very wealthy man, 
during the New Orleans social season, which I'm assuming was spring. I tried to look it up. I couldn't figure it out. You know how there were like social seasons that had balls and stuff like that. So so during the New Orleans social season, he and his family lived at 716 Dauphine, while during the other half of the year, the family would live at their plantation in Plaquemine. Plaquemine Parish? Sure. P-L-A-C-Q-U-E-M-I-N-E-S. Yes. Plaquemine? Plaquemine? The parish. Until... I would say Plaquemine. Yeah. Yeah. Until the Civil War erupted in the 1860s and the family's financial stability crumbled and they couldn't afford the upkeep of both homes. Now here, my friends, is where the history... And the facts of the home get a little fuzzy and bloody. Mm. So the story goes that Jean-Baptiste decided to lease his home in the French Quarter and had put the word out, put out some feelers, and he was soon approached by a man of Middle Eastern descent who explained that his brother, who just happened to be a sultan, was interested in renting the property. Uh, Jean-Baptiste was in financial ruin from the war, super stoked to find someone that could afford the home before the bank foreclosed on the property. So he immediately agreed. The contracts were signed. Jean-Baptiste was like, hey, I'm out. And not long, yep, and not long after the papers were signed, a ship arrived in the port of New Orleans. It was a spectacle as everyone disembarked. First came the women. A harem of five veiled women wearing gold and jewels, said to be dressed in beautiful foreign clothing, silks and satins, and all manner of bright, vibrant colors. And next were the eunuchs, men dressed in dark military clothing, each carrying a long bayonet. Then the brother of the sultan, and then the sultan himself. Lastly came all the furniture. There were beds, vases, portraits, rugs, chests that contained God knows what. And the locals just watched in total awe. The just procession, yeah, sheer just like, opulence, right? Happening. Yes, the procession continued down to Jackson Square, went around St. Louis Cathedral, and trekked down to Dauphine Street to the most majestic home on the street, number seven sixteen. The party climbed the steps, went inside, and that was that. Now, what no one knew, especially Jean Baptiste, was that the Sultan was supposedly a fugitive, (laughs) Uh, having apparently stolen all of the riches and the harem from his brother, who was actually the sultan. So over the course of the next few months, 716 Dauphine was the party palace. Every night, the neighbors and passersby would hear loud music, the giggling of women, the deep masculine chuckles of men, and the very distinct sounds of many people having sex. And the scent of opium wafting from the open windows was never too far behind. The affluent families in the quarter and the neighbors were pretty fucking bent that they never got an invite because it was <laughs> customary to invite your neighbors in, and and have have big soirees and mm-hmm. balls to the social season. It's what you did. Yeah. Well, the sultan didn't. All the parties seemed to be very private and so the locals just started referring to the home as the sultan's palace. No one, no matter how hard they tried, ever saw the sultan, any of his women, or any of his staff, for that matter. Deliveries were always placed on the doorstep, and payment in the form of gold was put in its place the very next morning. 
This was a regular nightly occurrence and went on for quite some time until one night a storm hit the city. Everyone in the French Quarter hunkered down, dimming their candles and closing their shutters. It was a typical gulf storm, high winds that tore through the streets, thunder, lightning, torrential downpours of rain, which we have experienced there. Yes. Um, Last time we were there on the vampire tour with Lord Chess. Yep. So um, it also, like a very typical gulf storm, by the next morning, the sky was a beautiful clear blue. A man happened to be strolling down the street. Another source says it was a milkman, but who knows? Um, And as he passed the Sultan's palace, what he saw stopped him dead in his fucking tracks. Because trickling down the front steps of 716 Dauphine was blood. It ran down like a river, ran down the steps, pooling into the divots of the cobblestone street. The man ran to the police station to tell them what he had seen. And when the police got there, the blood had run thicker and pooled even deeper. The officers all looked at one another, not even remotely sure what the fuck to do, when one officer was brave enough to open the front door. The home was silent. And what they saw was not great. (laughs) The first thing they saw was the brother of the sultan sitting on a couch with his head nearly severed and five slaughtered members of the harem littered around him. There were corpses everywhere, just littering the ground. Some had been flayed open while others were missing limbs, and the metallic scent of blood lingered in the air. Boo. Aside from what they saw, the smell was enough to make more than one of the officers barf up their beignets. Sounds about right. And they all had thought the same thing. Who the fuck could have done such a thing? So they went further into the home looking for anyone they could find alive, and all they found were more hacked-up bodies of men and women. But then... When they reached the outdoor courtyard, they found the worst crime of all. Because there, sticking out of the dirt that was still wet and muddy from the rain the night before, was a single hand with the fingers spread wide as if clawing for help. No. Turns out, the sultan had been buried alive. Oh, boy. So, long after the murders, there was no suspects or other witnesses that came forward, which led to a whole slew of conspiracy theories. Some said that pirates landed in New Orleans and had heard of the Sultan's palace and attacked and robbed the home. Another story says that a gang of assassins, believed to have been sent by the real Sultan, had shown up and killed everyone inside with swords. And a variation of that version had said that the bloody bodies were discovered with a message written that said, this is what happens to traitors. So now... The story I just told y'all is one of many versions of a story told about the Gardet La Prit, whatever, mansion. It's so hard. La Prit. Sultan's Palace. Gardet La Prit House, a.k.a. the Sultan's Palace. The key parts always remain the same. La Prit in financial ruin, the Sultan's harem moving in, and the all-night orgies and the, vers- the vicious murder that ends it all. But is it true? Now, we all know that in every legend or story, there is a sliver of truth from an original source. So, what is true? Obviously, Laprete, financial ruin, that's a thing that really happened. There are no newspaper accounts that can lend any credence to the story. In fact, the only mention of sultans in the New Orleans newspaper of the time were stories of those still living in the Middle East. (laughs) So... Mm -hmm. 
Interestingly, an earlier version of the story was published in a local historian and novelist, Charles Gaillard's 1867 History of Louisiana. Gaillard and his story had the events playing out in 1727, hmm. which, it should be noted, predates the current home. The home didn't exist. Yeah. Jean-Baptiste did live in the home until 1878. His financial ruin was true. The Civil War had struck his family hard, but there remains no reason to believe that he leased his home to anyone during that time. And in 1878, Citizens Bank foreclosed on the property, which was pretty fucking ironic because Jean-Baptiste had been one of the men to found the bank in the first fucking place <laughs> in his own parlor at 716 Dauphine. Oops. So according to actual records... The bank foreclosed on the home in 1878. So by 1922, the legend of the massacre had pretty much stuck, cemented fully when Helen Pitkin Schertz put the story in her book, Legends of Louisiana. And at that time, the home was in total disrepair. Bear. Pear. In Schertz's book, she also had the story taking place before the home was even built, but in her version, the year shifted from 1727 to 1792, mm. when a mysterious foreigner arrived with a large entourage at the port of New Orleans. The stranger said he was the brother of the sultan. However, in 1792, Selim III was the sultan of the Ottoman Empire. He did indeed have a younger brother, but he died in 1772 at the age of five. Oh. So... In the 1940s, the New Orleans Academy of Art had taken up residence in the home, but was forced to close shortly after when too many of its students were drafted during World War II. By the 60s, the crumbling, once beautifully grand mansion was basically a squatter's mm -hmm. home. Um, in 1966, the house was purchased by investors Frank D'Amico and Anthony Vesich Jr., who restored the home and divided it into six independent apartments. In 1979, D'Amico's wife, who lived in the penthouse apartment at the time, described some unusual activity around the house to the Times-Picayune, saying, There at the foot of my bed I thought I saw the figure of a man. When the form suddenly seemed to move toward my side of the bed, I panicked and turned on the light on my night table. Imagine my surprise when there was no one there. D'Amico went on to relay a legend about a strange tree in the backyard, growing out horizontally from beneath a later edition of the home, hmm. saying, They say the sultan was buried there. It looks as if the tree is trying to crawl out from under the bricks and reach the street wall. Well. When the new owner of the building, Nina Navins, purchased the property, she didn't think much of the supposed murders that took place in the home, saying that the only strange, unexplainable phenomenon that she ever experienced at 716 Dauphine was that sometimes personal belongings tended to go missing, especially keys. Hmm. According to historians and paranormal enthusiasts, there seem to be two main ghosts that haunt the Sultan's palace and neither have anything to do with the alleged murders. Well, that doesn't shock me entirely. The first ghost that is seen the most is that of a ma uh, man, a Confederate soldier, who haunts the house wearing his military uniform. And the second is the spirit of a random woman who may have lived in the house at some point in time. Yeah. Residents of 716 Dauphine have experienced all sorts of paranormal activity, including one man who had lived in an apartment on the first floor. While going downstairs to do laundry, he saw his dog fall down the stairs like as if it was pushed. And after that, the pup refused to go to the laundry room. Aww. 
there have been supposed sounds of screams, yeah. women's laughter. Yeah. Uh, supposedly, women in veils have been seen walking down hallways. So no matter what happened or didn't happen at 716 Dauphine, the home is a staple in the French Quarter Ghost Tour. And no matter how true or not true... It's a damn good ghost story, and to all the locals, it will forever be known as the Sultan's Palace. Yes. So, yes. Uh, that is the story of 716 Dauphine, the Sultan's Palace. Uh, my sources are NOLA.com, Mike Scott, GhostCityTours.com, VeryLocal.com, Mike DeMocker, WGNO.com, Nina Nevens, NOLAGhosts.com, Curbed.com, Rob Bear, and Nightly Spirits. Motherfucking comms. And I know that we have heard of that. I believe we were on a tour when we were there. I can't remember if it was the one with Lord Chaz or if it was another time before that when we were told about the Sultan's Palace. Yes. I think it was the time before that because. I found this photo that I took. Yep, there it is. the door. There it is. Yep, and I remember vaguely here, like, being told the tale uh-huh. and saying that the Sultan's brother wasn't actually his brother. It was just, like, a friend, and they're like, mm-hmm. this is my brother, but yeah. wasn't really, so there was no, like, yep. you know. But it was like a game of telephone, one of those things. Yep. Did it happen? Did it not? Yeah. Because, like I said, the first story was in that guy's book in the late 1800s. So, and he had it taking place in the 1700s. It's just, so it, you know, who knows? Mm -hmm. Who knows? Yeah. You know, and it's, in with any type of story like that, there's a sliver of truth that came from something that actually happened. Yeah. Exactly. But it's a it's a damn good story. And I can tell you from experience that walking by it is a feeling that you get. Yeah. Whether that story happened or something Doesn't else. Doesn't matter. You can feel it. Yeah. She You're fun- like, oh. She a funky one. Oh. Something crappened in there. Yeah, no, she's definitely a funky one. For sure. Oh, yeah. For sure, for sure. I want to get into there. Yeah. Don't think that is enough. Yeah, no, because it is still just... <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. a residence. I don't yeah. I think they do tours or anything. No. Nope. Which... No, nope. I think it's still apartments. It. Yeah. Um, Time to find out the name of every person that lives there and befriend <laughs> do them. Do you live there? Do you, do you know someone that lives there? Let, let us come to your house. Right? Yeah, because... Right. I want, I want But to. yeah, either way, I mean. Yeah, I mean, that one definitely on list of places I can't go that I want to go. Mm-hmm. Number one, specific, New Orleans specific. Mm-hmm. La Lori. Mm-hmm. N- number one. Mm-hmm. Immediately. God, I would love that. Well, I know once upon a time you could get in you there. You could. But I think it was like 10000 yeah. a night. We looked. Yeah, we did. We were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and now I just don't think they do it at all anymore. I don't think they do. It's still I don't think it's I don't when that was a thing, I think it was different people. And also Nicolas Cage owned that house briefly. At one point, yeah. Briefly he did. And then he sold it because yep. he was, you know, building tombs 
it's St. Louis number one. It is. Uh, um, well, it's not going to go anywhere, right? Um, truly, no. Yeah, I think that's when, I think Nick Cage uh, started having some financial troubles yeah. and he sold, sold it. I think he had more than one property in New oh, Orleans. Oh, yeah. Well, because it's his happy place as well. Yeah. Which, love that I have that in common with Nicolas Cage. Doesn't surprise me at no. all. Uh, my I friend actually. he's a beautiful weirdo. He is a beautiful weirdo. I think so, yeah. Uh, Renfield. Uh, Dracula uh, movie yeah, 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 is yeah. being filmed right now. And my friend Jessica actually got to do a set visit. Oh, cool. So they flew her out to NOLA. Oh, She'd is that never... they're recording it? Yeah. Of recording it? I knew it. Wow. Filming? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so she got to go and like see all of this stuff. And she's like, it is going to be such a cool fucking movie. I'm stoked. That's going to uh, be She did not have a lot of time, though. And there was also a storm. So she did not get to- A Gulf storm. Even make it out to, like, because everything closed up shop early because mm-hmm. storms. Yep, yep, yep. But I was like, don't you worry, girl. I'll take you. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go. But not past the first or second week of May because then it's too it's humid. Too hot. As soon as I stepped off the plane, one single bead of sweat rolled from the top of my head straight to my butt crack. And I was like, oh, it's, it's going to be that kind yep. of trip. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but yeah, my, my other husband, Ben Schwartz, is going to be in that movie. Oh. Yes. He yes. was doing Sonic promo, so he was not there when my friend was, but he is going to be in that movie. Yeah, it's a pretty house. It is. And there is an old picture of it where it was, it's, it's, it's there's not a lot that's built around it so mm-hmm. yeah um, it's, it's a, it's a, I think it's on a corner mm-hmm. okay and so is the lullery because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the best ones always are mm-hmm. yeah there's a really cool picture of it Let's see if I can pull it up real quick but yeah it's who the fuck knows <laughs> right it's New Orleans mm-hmm. anything is possible I mean right so, um, oh, here it is. Is possible. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Oh, New Orleans. I want. I want to go to there. Mm-hmm. I want to go to there. Yep. There it is. So, anywho, I know. I love it. I love it. I we love it. We have not been in, in a few years. I know. Too fucking long. Amen. Too. So, need to fix fucking that. Fucking long. And you know what I want. All of it. I know. I want so many things. I want to win the lottery so that we also, can just travel. Also, yes. Forever. Also, yes. Next ever, time amen. Next time we go, though, we have to add on, like, one extra day to do the things we always say we're going to do years. and never do, a.k.a. the swamp boat tours. Yeah, we, we've been... We, we gotta. We, we've been threatening... Every time, oh, we're going to do, do it this it. time, but you, we, can't, we can't get out of the quarter. It's like a barrier. It's like a yeah. It, just, it's it's like the we try we're like no 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 the second you get no, no we can't leave it the closest we've co- well we did go Marigny with with for Timmy. brunch Marigny yeah Marigny yeah uh and yeah but I also want to go to all the food places that that girl on TikTok keeps sharing Therese, hell yes she's like this is the best place to get this I'm like well I'm coming with you girl let's right? go right because that looked good as oh, hell I know. oof. <sighs> We were, right. ta- we were talking about, um, we're learning airport codes oh. at work. And we usually, like, they do, like, little flashcards in the morning. And um, MSY came up. And I was like, oh. I know what that one is. That, that is, is my favorite one. city. 
And one of the trainers was actually like, she laugh reacted to what I said. And she's like, I was actually going to write that in there as a clue. <laughs> Because it was in, um, like, you know how you have, like, the little icebreaker things? Mm, mm-hmm. We had to email, like, a photo of us on vacation and, like, your top three bucket list places and your favorite places that you've been. And I'm like, New Orleans is my favorite place in the United States. It is. Hands down. Hands down. No questions. None. None. Nada. And I just had a friend, another friend, that was just there. Like, oh, wow. can you take me next time just take me with you yeah you know all the all the not fun stuff of life is has been keeping us so busy lately right just not the fun parts and i have to listen about travel all day all day and i'm like excuse when are we actually leaving to go somewhere (laughs) right i need to experience one of these tours myself please yes See, you need to know. You exactly. need to know what it's like so that exactly. you can pedal it better. Exactly. See? Uh, but yeah, I'm just like, I really could go for some charred oysters. Oh my and God. Oh, some shrimp and grits. And a Pim's cup from May Bailey's. I know. And a crepe from Cafe Conti. And uh, literally a, the best crepes a, yeah, I've ever had ever. in my life. And a pina colada from. Chicken Willie's, 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 best, best, best frozen drinks ever. Yeah, ever. And they're so frozen that they will burn your mouth. It tr- like the straw freezes. It does. When they put it's it crazy. In. I don't know how they do that. Black magic. I don't know. True. It is New Orleans, so it is. So. Yes, voodoo. Yeah, it's voodoo. Yeah. Oh man, I miss it there so oh, bad. No, I do too. Well, I'm about to pee my pants. Please don't. So I shan't. I. It would be unfortunate for Randall's chair. Many parties. Yes, and mostly. You and Randall's chair. Yes. So, well, we done done it. We did done do it. We done done it, y'all. Yeah. You know the drill. Rate, mm-hmm. review, subscribe, share, share, share. Yeah. If you would like some exclusive motherfucking content, mm-hmm. go become a patron on our Patreon. Yes, please. And if you are not following all of our social medias, what are you doing with your fucking life? Why are you not Fix doing that yet? Fix it. Fix it. And as Randall would say, go into your local whatever, what is it, big box stores yep, big and box store go subscribe. And every device you can. And we'll send you some if you send a video of yeah, you doing that. We'll so. send you a little something, something. Yeah. Well, shit. Till next time, y'all. <gasps> Hexes and hoes, y'all. Hexes and hoes, y'all. Bye. Bye. Hats off to the fuck you club. Yeah. And today, oh, Rachel. Week. Rachel. He got his Rachel in. Did, because that was a stupid fucking thing you wrote. Yep. So, fuck you, Rachel. Fuck you, Bob. And fuck you, Ted. Yes. Fuck you, Ted. And we're out. We have to go push our own button today. We have today. to push our buttons. Like big girl. All right. Hold on. I'll, I'll push the button.